0: on this edition of orlando magic pod squad we catch up with new orlando magic head coach jamal mosley coach mosley is the 15th head coach in orlando magic history and we had the opportunity to get to know coach mose here on this edition dante marcatelli jeff turner and george galante going back to his days in milwaukee his high school basketball days in california then ultimately his four-year career at colorado as a member Of the buffaloes his journey took him overseas and then ultimately starting his nba journey with the denver nuggets in a player development role then moving on to the cleveland cavaliers spending the last seven years with the dallas mavericks and then ultimately becoming the newest head coach For the Orlando Magic, we get into his philosophy, what he likes to do offensively, defensively, and we get a scouting report on this Orlando Magic roster, what he likes about the players on this Magic team from afar before he gets to know them and work with them for many years to come. That's all coming your way on the latest edition of Magic Pod Squad with Coach Mosley. And welcome everyone to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, Jeff Turner, George Galante here with you. We're missing the Hall of Famer, David Steele, but it is our pleasure to welcome in the 15th head coach in Orlando Magic history. He is Jamal Mosley. Uh, congratulations, coach. It's great to have you here. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. Thank All you right. For having me. All right. Well, let us know. I, I guess we're, we're going to take this opportunity for, for everyone to get to know you, but, but we'd love to hear from you and kind of Get your emotions, your thoughts uh, as you try to reflect back on what the last couple of weeks have been like and put it into words what it means to be a head coach. Uh,
1: it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's so exciting just to be able to, you know, talk about your dreams coming true and the things you've started out doing and working towards, uh, you see it's come, come to fruition. Uh, it's been a whirlwind, mm-hmm. but the great part about it is, you know, you can just keep going day to day. And that's, that's what it's been for me. Just figure out each day, figure out how to just work each piece of it and then go from there. But it's been fantastic. The organization's been fantastic. Just walk in and it's been great.
2: The best first impression he got so far is probably me. So He well, tends to do that. He I, tends to do that. I sent, I sent coach a text. Hey, Jamal, congratulations. You know, look forward to meeting you tomorrow. You know, I'll, you know, I'll see you then. And I hit send. And I've, I've written his name 30, 40 times because I wrote the damn press release. I mean, I wrote all kinds, I mean, J A M A H L. There you go. I got it and I hit send and I blame Apple and it said J A M A L. And I followed it immediately up and I went, Damn, rough start. <laughs> <laughs> so rough start. <laughs> rough start. Exactly. Yeah, right. first, always attention to detail here. Big time. <laughs> Big
1: rough? time. I can Big tell. I can, I can tell. But that probably happens quite a bit, doesn't it? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Between my first and my last name, it, people will, they're, they're, it's going to get messed up.
2: That was the one I was surprised because Joel is like, well, make sure his last name. I go, well, it's M-O-S-L-E-Y. Well, how could they misspell that?
1: Well, you know, you know what's weird is that, you know, people, people my nickname, people call me people Mose. Mose, so it's M-O-S-E but oh, my okay. name is spelled M-O-S-L-E-Y. Sure. And so it throws people off a little bit, but I'm, you know, I get used to it after a while. All right. Well, so. I won't do that
2: mistake ever again. That's no, you never.
1: probably will, but it's okay. No, I never will. But, spell check may get you, but you'll know
3: uh, I'll whatever. get spell check. <laughs> yeah, spell check's not gonna get the best
2: of me. Well,
0: give us a little background. I know you're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I, I've never seen you at a Packer game like the Bakhtiaris and chugging beer at Bucs no, games. And no, all that you, you,
1: no you, <laughs> but, you probably won't see that.
0: But you have a history in Wisconsin. Just kind of give us, get into your background a little bit, and ultimately what, what got you into the love of basketball.
1: Uh, born and raised in, in Milwaukee, as we said, and then I moved to uh, California, actually, at the age of uh, basically 13. Um, started playing basketball then uh, for you know high school in northern, northern, north, northern San Diego, uh, called Rancho Buena Vista. Played for a great high school coach. Who started teaching me those fundamentals of the game, defensively, um, offensively? You know, certain system. We actually ran the triangle in high school, so that was interesting. So then became you know a Bulls fan for a moment, but can't do it too far being from Milwaukee. Sure. Um, From there, uh, got a scholarship, went to play at the University of Colorado uh, with Ricardo Patton, which was a great experience. Got recruited at the time, which is funny, a Buffalo's in the league now, you know, by Chauncey, and as I commit to. Colorado I give him a hard time to this day he actually left so he was my recruit bringing me in and as I signed and go he leaves come on is that right well, I would have left too he was the third pick in the draft <laughs> I, I mean why Good would timing. you why would you stay it's either Jamal Mosley's coming into town or I can go to the, be the third pick in the draft I take going to be the third pick in the draft that's great you, uh, guys,
0: you guys both get a chance at the same time which yes, is cool. it's
1: it? it's it's a great thing we got the Buffalo nation you know going so it's been great and then from Colorado I uh I ended up going to play overseas so I played two years in Australia um, w- one year in Spain and then one year in Korea and then I bounced around a little bit after that and from there it just was a uh it was a little bit of a different part of the journey because um, my mother passed away in '04, and when she passed I think that was really a wake-up call for me to w- to understand being more around my family uh close to home because uh, the journey overseas was more about, you know, getting away, experiencing the world, seeing different cultures, and I got to do that. Um, but you know, when she passed, it kind of said, "Come home." And when I came home, it was uh, I had a couple options because didn't know what I wanted to do. A friend of mine called me, said, "Come down, come back to Colorado, and uh, live with us, see what's going on." And then, lo and behold, being from Milwaukee, George was in Milwaukee. George Carl was in the Milwaukee at the time that I you know grew up there and he had coached there and so we had mutual friends and one of those mutual friends ended up being you know John Welch and Tim Gergerich. and they brought me in and said hey you want to just come in and work guys out help work guys out while you're trying to figure out what you're doing and help working guys out means be my practice dummy, get beat up, play one-on-one against Carmelo, play one-on-one against Kenyon, Nene, Earl Boykins, the whole crew. How
0: about that? Now, you had just played. So I had just played, so I was, I was okay. Yeah, sure. I, was, I was decent for a while.
1: Um, and then from there, it was just uh, it just turned into being an unpaid intern to growing into a little bit of video room, a little bit of advanced scouting, and then it just doing scout reports, getting on the floor, not just being on the floor, but getting in the locker room doing the board uh, and, and then from there got recognized by Cleveland, who Chris Grant got the job there, and he hired Byron and I interviewed with Byron and he was fantastic, uh, just his energy, his level of professionalism, it just old school just the way he saw the game and the but the way he was just he, he helped build me up in a lot of ways and then when they moved on from Byron, Mike Brown came in. You know, so he was also, he was actually someone that I looked up to uh, because my mentor Tim Gurgurich had mentored him. And so it was kind of somebody to look at to emulate on how you can be as a head coach. And it was great. And so he stayed on and taught me a ton. And then from there, Rick saw me at Gurg's camp, recognized that it was uh, something that could work out. We got together and I was with him for the last seven years.
3: Jamal, you know what?
1: Sorry, it, I was a little long. No, no, I apologize. Great. So I, I wanted to follow More up. you and less us. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the key. All of that. these okay,
3: things, right? that's what makes it work? So you know, if David Steele was here, he would have he would have already known a lot of that, and he would have asked background information because right, right. that's what he does. Since right. David Steele's not here though, <laughs> I am the senior as in age uh, representative. So I, I, I just want to just kind of take you back a little bit, and not for you, but so in the early nineties, right? um george carl is coaching the seattle supersonics gets the job there right and so back when i played you there really weren't like coaches really didn't go out on the floor with guys right when you worked before the game you just kind of went out and the ball boys would throw you balls and and you'd shoot and you'd get ready for the game or you might play one on one or shooting games or something like that well so we're in seattle And I look down at the other end of the floor, and there's this coach out there. I think he's a coach. He looks more like my economics professor in college, (laughs) right? That's Gerg. It's Tim Gergrich. Yes. Okay, who has, for you know, people will tell you he he goes by different names, the Yoda of player development and things like that. So I think about you getting to Denver and Gergerich being there, and then John Welch, who many people around the league are just, you know, players talk about John Welch and his work ethic with the players and everything. For you to end up there, to start your coaching, Mm -hmm. not just with George Carl, but with those two guys, how important was that for you, Jamal?
1: Oh, There's no words that describe it. I just really like I just was a sponge as much as I possibly could be and the great part about those guys was the the one thing they taught me other than the development and growth of these guys it was like just being selfless they just wanted to pour back into helping me grow they just wanted to how do I get better how can we develop this young man in order to be whatever he wants to be when it comes to the coaching ranks and it was always about the players it was always about how do we get them better and that's the biggest thing I took from that. And also just being able to shut up and just coach. Don't, don't say a word. Sit here, be a sponge, and do what you need to do. That was the big, like, Gerg has always said, just kid, shut up, get on the floor, work, and don't mess it up.
0: That's great advice. That's yeah. a great. That's a great research there. So you remember that. You you remember the yeah, well, you know, it, what's being what's out. It. Is, it's
1: like, unbelievable. So yeah. I started you know
3: down the, the rabbit hole as David Steele calls sure, it sure. and start looking and and you know so these names start coming back and everything and I've always been a fan of Gerbs, Uh just watching him as he moves around the league and reading about him, um, but really getting to you know kind of read about John a little bit and. Um, you know, I, I watched a video that the National Association of Basketball Coaches had done on you, and you talked about those guys. Mm-hmm. All right, so i got to ask you okay. about George Carl. Yes. Right. Okay, so George, now this is interesting because I, I saw a tweet from George. George is 70 years old. Hold on, George oh, no, tweets? Oh, no, he's on. George, oh, seven, he's really a big-time yes. tweeter, Yes. Right? And I was surprised. So he, obviously, very excited for you. Um, and he so this is an interesting thing. He used the term that and he described you as an old school coach using new school techniques. I think so. That's interesting, too. So, what does Coach Carl mean by that?
1: Well, old school coach, I mean, it can mean a lot of things as a different people taught different ways back then you know it was like do it this way and this is how it gets done but as he he evolved and he formed I just learned from those things the, the fundamentals of the game doing it the right way playing the right way th- like those things and everybody says it but old school is a little bit different it was a little bit more rigid um, and you can still have that level of discipline and detail but I think the players now learn a little bit differently. And now it's more about the relationships. You can still demand the same things, but I think it's the relationships that you have with these guys in order to demand the things that are, quote-unquote, old school. Um, and I, th- I think I've just, that's the importance of it, having the relationship with these guys, to, to let them know you care about them and them getting better, and it not being about, oh, we have to do it this way because I said so. I think that's so important.
2: Do you have a secret when it comes to that, though, Jamal? Because, I mean, I saw on social media, and I was just joking. I knew that George Carl tweets. But <laughs> yeah, right. so, many, so many so <laughs> many players, past, present, you know, when the announcement came about, uh, is that good or is that going to kill you? Oh, no, you're
0: good. You're right, good. Well, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The announcement came when you got the job. And you just, I mean, so many tweets from all kinds of players, past, present. Right, like, right. What, what does that mean to see all of that? all of those guys that have your back that you've had their back all this time
1: you know honestly you don't think about it yeah. you don't th- well you don't think about that impact at the time because it's not about me and that's the biggest thing so when people are reaching out and they're saying all these things i don't i got all the congratulation texts but i don't i'm not on social media so that's probably why you know but how do i describe it i'm i'm humbled because it's why you do it you do it for them feeling better you do it for them getting better you do it for them you know reaching their max potential and that's all that matters you know for me so you just you're grateful that you made an impact and it's again it goes back to gerg how he taught me just it's about them how do you get them better how do you help them reach their best their their best self
0: and how, and how do you do that, Coach? Is, is there a trick to it? Do you have to – obviously you're working with these young guys and you're trying to show them something on a daily basis, but is it when you see something click out there on the floor that they realize, okay, this guy taught me this or this? Like, how do you make that connection and build that trust?
1: Honestly, and this is it's, – it's, to me it's not a lot of rocket science. I think what it is is you do have to really care. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think no, it's human. It's, it's the human being. And people get it so caught up in that it's, it's about basketball, it's about the X's and O's, it's about wins and losses. Yes, we are in the business to, for, of wins and losses, but these are young men that have families, that have moms and dads and sisters and brothers, and they have real lives just like all of us. And when you can make that the, a level of importance, then that's when it's, that's where the relationship begins.
0: Outstanding, it's refreshing too. I so I gotta know you, you're trying to figure out what you want to do, you're there in Denver, you've got Carmelo Anthony alan Iverson, right? I think you get reunited with Billups ultimately, right? Was yes, he there for a little yes, bit? Yes, yes. How was that? Uh, uh, learning the NBA with that mix of guys, it had to have been fun.
1: That was a fun group, a fun group because you know what is as, as people used to say they were, you know, they played hard, they played hard, they played aggressive. We were tough, we were just you know physical, and we had there was a crew. You know, there was Birdman there, there was Nene there. We had a we had a a, a different group of young men that had their own personalities. But what that, what the one thing they had in common when they walked on that court, it was about winning and pulling for each other. You know, you know we had Jr., we had Dante Jones, we had Iverson, we had Birdman, we had Dude, we had good, That's a good mix. Yeah. And <laughs> so with, with, with that group of guys, it was just a great group of guys. They just, and they, they band together and they went out to win games. And that's, you know, I, I admire George in so many ways for how he just allowed it to be. And sometimes, and, you know, sometimes you just have to get out of the way. And a lot of times he got out of the way, but he also knew who he put in place to help get those guys in the right position. So it was, he was – just the way he orchestrated was great.
0: You know, it's interesting. You learned – oh, sorry. But you learned – you said you, when you were playing in high school out to San Diego you start learning the <coughs> defensive principles. Along your NBA career path, it, it seems – you seem to have made quite a name for yourself on the defensive side of the floor. Obviously, you understand the offensive side as well. Mm-hmm. But what is it – with the defensive side of that, what are some of your philosophies? What are some of the things that, that you like, your strategy, your schemes on the defensive end? And then we'll look at the offensive end as well.
1: Defensive side is for I think that's where old school comes in. I, I think it's, there's principles, there's concepts that you have to have. I think it starts off with just being in a defensive stance. Um, but for us, you know, moving forward here, it's going to be about being tough. It's about communicating and being talkative. Um, I want to be the highest level communicating team in the league. And then you move into that from you know just tied together five guys on a string moving as one because the NBA as you know has moved more to where offensively you you could, you're putting up points, and, but defensively you want to be able to sustain you know the level of their, their star power. You got to stop the stars in a lot of ways, and the way you do that is as a unit. And I think being disruptive, taking teams out of their sets, is a way that you can do that. <clears throat>
0: doesn't mean clothesline of people like your net says. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny was you know, <laughs> Man, what when, tough when, I, when I hear tough. George Carl say old school,
3: my first thought is tough defense, right? That's yeah. when you say old, when he's an old school coach, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would say, well, he's a defensive coach mm-hmm. probably. Um, and then when you start talking about these new school techniques or whatever, I think one of the things that you hear is mm-hmm. player's coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's a player's coach. I think you put it I mean, as long as when you care about players and you communicate mm-hmm. with them and you want them to be your best, you're a player's coach, right. you, you, no matter if you're a defensive guy or an offensive guy. I, I
1: yeah, I guy. think a lot. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times you get pigeonholed, you know, because if you hold the defense or you run the defense, or oh, he's a defensive coach or he's got great relationship. He's he's a player's coach or, you know, I think it all goes together because that's part of coaching yeah. like you have to be able to and willing to adjust to your team and i, and I think that's that's coaching in in, in, a, in a sense
2: what excites you jamal now you're here you're here in orlando what excites you about the magic roster that you're about to take charge of
1: you know you have great character guys and working guys and guys that just love to be in the gym and a youthful group that so it's kind of like me starting out as the unpaid intern in denver it starts out like you don't know what to expect and so with this group you know i want to be able to give them some things that they can expect but lay the foundation for how we can be really 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 good that's that's the joy of this group and it's like i said a great group of guys that want to work
0: that's a great way to look at it you've got seven guys on this roster that are 23 or younger you're about to add two more maybe three right you're gonna have you have 10 guys Mm -hmm. that are that are under the age of 23 but even just knowing you from this little bit here and your background you're you're not you're not you're not afraid of that you're not you you embrace that because it seems like if you're a coach it's a great opportunity to to kind of help mold these guys on their on their journey
1: that's exactly right I, i think you can help these guys be better it's about how can they be the best individuals, yet how can they be the best individuals for growing this team? Um, and then what does their NBA journey look like walking in? How do the, what do they see themselves in five years? And when you can start with that in mind, you know you can help them grow and develop so they can see that it, what an end product can possibly look like.
0: It's interesting when you look at today's these offenses today, and we're seeing it in the finals, and you're Mm -hmm. seeing all the points per possession and and all these uh, per uh, per hundred possessions. Uh, What what is it? Where offensively, obviously, it's a three point shot, and Mm -hmm. that's where we're going. And some teams play inside out, some don't. But what what do you see? What what is going to be your staple
1: on the offensive end? What would you like to see? Pace, Mm -hmm. space, and passing. Because if you have that, you can add a lot of dimensions to what your roster is. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be this way.
0: Yeah,
3: right.
1: But we have different guys on the team, and I want to find out what they feel their level of success is, how they feel they fit in any system where they can be utilized more. Because I want them to reach their, their highest level of potential. So, but it always it's going to come back to the pass is so important moving the basketball, because now you can create in different scenarios how we drive to the rim, get fouls, shoot the open threes, and just make each other better. I think that's huge.
3: And It's interesting as I sit here and I listen to you and everything, and it, it, it's a huge responsibility that you've worked for so long uh, to get to this point. But what's interesting is you don't do this all by yourself, right? Like w- when you take this job as the head coach of the Orlando Magic, now you've got to build a staff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've given much thought about that. I think if it was me, when I, as I, you know, take a job, I would begin that process right away. I don't want any specifics, don't want any names, wouldn't put you on the spot like that, but-
2: what? No, you want names. Well, that's <laughs> what the pod, the pod squad is all
3: about, breaking, breaking news, Breaking news, breaking news, that's but right. I think he's just getting to know us. have right like right, right. as a guest. You're you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> not to burn that's anything point. here, so. Great point. Like, oh, so well, what would your, as you begin to put that process, I know you've thought about this, what kind of attributes are you looking for in a staff? Um,
1: teachers. I think that's the biggest thing because you talk about this roster and you're going to need people that know how to teach and what they're teaching. Um, you need development uh, guys that can help these guys get better. Uh, you need energy and enthusiasm and for me, it's about the positive side of it. How do, how do they teach from a positive standpoint? Do they lift these guys up? Because these guys are going need to need to be lifted up in certain moments because it's their first run at this NBA thing, and it, it can get you sometimes. So you need people that can encourage. Um, and then just workers, guys that just are in love with the gym and getting guys better. I think that's, that's the key, just, and staying at it relentlessly and just finding a way to get guys better.
0: Can you give us some insight into what that process is like like that the coaching staff you've been on three different staffs now just how much time you guys put in together mm-hmm. what goes into it and how nice it moves when you're all on the on the on the same wavelength
1: Oh, it's, it's beautiful when you're all on the same wavelength because you understand the goal, the mission of what you're trying to accomplish. And then the biggest thing is that it goes back to my days in Denver where you talk about it's about my first start, I should say, is that I just learned it was about the players and how do we get them better. And then it was about lifting the, the head coach up so that message can be be relayed from top down. You know, and I, and I think that's what it does look like. I don't know if it's dinners on the road, and, you know, drinking wine together, or whatever that looks like, but yes. that you just have something, yes. okay, fair. That. Yes, yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely involves yes, that. That's right. yes,
1: but sure. but it's, it's about just, you know, coming together because I, I've really learned that the players, the players see us first. You know, like the, the great part about this organization, what I've seen from the DeVos family is that um, family, Mm-hmm. And then it trickles down to the next people, family. And then, so now when they look at our coaching staff, are they going to say, family? And now you walk into the players, family. Like you can see it from top down because everybody uses the tag, hashtag word, culture, family. Right, but then right. you see up in it, like it's, it's, you're like, hold on, you haven't talked to him in like three days. Or, and it, but this is really what it is. And that's why I think it's the importance of how you build your staff.
2: How about your family, Jamal? I mean, are they excited to make the move? And Disney yes. right down the road is that a, is that a selling point? That was the selling nice, point.
1: When my daughter and my my middle son found out that we were moving, it was tears. And uh, do we have to go? And they have friends. And sure. but the the next thing we went to was well, you'll get to go to Disney World, and from there it was you know <laughs> that was a selling point. That was a selling point. But they're excited. My my wife it, um, does a phenomenal job of making sure that we're sane. Um, that she, she's the biggest support, you know, she's just, a, she's, a, she's the rock of the family. And so I have three of them, seven, six, and four. And it's, but it's, it's constant and she's, she's doing it.
0: I've got my hands full with seven and six. That's what mm. I've got.
1: I've got two at seven. Oh, and that's six. beautiful. Yeah, that's which awesome. Is, which is fantastic. And the, uh, that, but that third one, that changes things. That's a game changer. Right <laughs> here. That is a game. <laughs> that is. And, and so now I look at my little one and you start to think about all the, 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 the youngest ones in all you know, as they get older. They start to, oh, you were so easy on him. You were so easy as you oh, get older. You. And I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, my little one's probably going to be saying that when he gets older, <laughs> too, and the middle one will say exactly. the same thing. Never
3: stops. see, my kids are grown, but I always advise people when they ask me, and, you know, that third child, it's like, it's going from man to man to zone. Without yeah, right? a really doubt.
1: you are A
2: lot of holes in his defense. You are absolutely right. <laughs> you
1: got to pick your poison with that one. You got to figure out I, what I you. I
2: have the lowest ranking uh, defense in me. The- <laughs> 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 yes, my, my three have us running. Uh, Constantly.
0: I've seen yeah. it in action. Right. See, yes,
1: you're a r- Sometimes
2: we lose one.
1: You're Sometimes in a run, you you're in a run and jump right now. Yes. You're, you're yeah, in a run yeah, and absolutely jump absolutely. defense. one. Figure it out.
0: Oh, well, I, we've seen videos of you playing overseas mm. in Australia, and, and, and you are a fiery competitor on the floor. Do you have that same fire
1: on the sidelines? Do you harness it? What's your demeanor going to be there on the sidelines? Um, I'm going to balance it. Because okay. that fire, I, I, there was real fire there. I played with a ton of passion and energy. Yep. And, but, you know, I also realized that with a young team, you also have to be the, the calming voice. Mm-hmm. Because the game, once you walk in the league, is sped up quite a bit. And they have to learn to watch it slow down. So if I'm on the sideline going crazy, how does that help them? And that's my goal and my job is to help them, you know, help the game slow down for them. And so I'm probably a little bit of a balance. When I need to go, I'll go. Um, but the passion is definitely there. That, I don't think that's going to, that fire burns.
2: I think, yeah. we, we, can we agree that we all would like to see the double pop mm, collar? Right? Somebody, come, I mean, that was, someone
1: like, sent that I and I'm never just like, I've
2: seen that before. And then when, you know, social media was coming and, and, and I think it was the NBL sent that tweet out mm-hmm. congratulating uh, right. you that and, 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 and had a nice highlight package. And it was a lot of double popping collars, but both—not just one. You didn't go with one. Then I mean, both. both.
1: That was. I think that was a thing then. I that, think that was a thing then. If, I, I, if, I'm, I not, if I'm not. If I'm not mistaken. We pop
2: both lapels after <laughs> we, the first win or something. Can we? Can we get one of those? We've we been going back to yeah. that. Oh, there's so many oh, it's so on. great.
1: I don't. I don't know if I, could, I. don't know if I could pull that off. All right, all right. It's
3: probably, I like are we it. going back to soup time for the coaches oh, and everything like that? Is that? We have
1: a I don't even know if I'm allowed to comment on that. But I mean, I, I, but oh, I'm gonna good. go ahead and say. A lot of coaches, I think, were probably pretty comfortable. Yeah. In what we were. A lot of PR guys were
2: comfortable yeah, right. in, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the jumpsuits too. I'm kinda not gonna like, lie. Kind of like that too. <laughs> didn't. I tried you? to get that approved at home, and it got shot down. I
3: don't, I don't think so, that's gonna work for the broadcast. No. Team, no. You know, so. so I got a question for yes, you. Yes, sir. So, you know, my, David still probably want to know this, and I'm curious are you a pacer on the sideline or do you think you'll be a uh, up and down the sideline i'm just thinking about sight lines for me i'm just <laughs> so really You tell
1: familiar. me where you need to find me where you want no, me to no, be
2: just, like, he, he wants you out of his way
1: situation. oh well i'll do whatever i got to get out of your way <laughs> yes. if you need me to sit down more i will sit down more if you want me to stand <laughs> you know, closer you know, to like then, the yeah, side
0: they will adjust, the years, <laughs> they will adjust. The,
1: um, you know i will i will say this the worst uh,
3: for me ever was doc rivers because for whatever reason you know doc and i are friends but he used to like to put his hands on his head, uh. and the, and the, and it would widen the jacket out. <laughs> Couldn't see it. And and you really, it was like a wall and everything. So as long as you're moving, I
1: can dodge and go around. I
2: think That's you should just sit right on top of the table. <laughs> I, you
1: know, as you as he was talking, yeah. I was thinking about that. Perfect. I was thinking about just sitting like at the scores table yeah, right there and like just a without a doubt, yeah. I think I could no, do that. Sorry, JT.
3: That's all right. Well, I think uh, follow on Harper and Dallas. They just moved off the floor so they could see. see. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. I like to be down in the action. So fair enough. As long as Joel and George don't move me, I'm going to be right there with you. (laughs) But here's what I don't want you to do. If there's a replay, please do not look. At me. If you want to know, don't if look you at need you. Re- don't look at me, please. I, do, I just don't like that pressure.
1: I'm probably going to do that. Uh, now that I know, you, know you said about, that, Charlie I'm going to go. Is, it if, if, if it's George, a travel call, I'm, I'm
3: going to look down at my notes as soon as you make <laughs> eye contact with me. Because uh, don't worry, George sits behind me and he'll yell challenge. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: oh, he takes care of the officials for you. You, you take, take care of the challenge? Okay.
0: Okay. he'll give you one of those. Or I'll I just
2: think, yell at the official and then I think I'll look away like no.
0: Magic said. fans would love to I know you haven't looked at a lot of these guys. I know you've studied to play against the magic players but i think magic fans would love to know your thoughts maybe on some of the guys and as you get to know them mm-hmm. you know just just kind of what you've seen from afar we didn't have Markell and jonathan isaac for for much mm-hmm. of last year but maybe start there and just kind of what you see with, with some of the roster here if you don't
1: mind i mean it was a, always a, t- a tough scout um you know you look at Markell as he's you know getting back, but when we when scouting against him, it was just like you got to make sure you don't let him get to the rim because mm-hmm. uh, his ability to attack and get in the paint was just you know, phenomenal. Um, and then as he started stepping in and knocking the shot down, you had to, OK, you had to respect things a little bit more. So that actually, you know, you just watch his growth and his, you know, his journey has been fantastic, you know, just to see where he's what he's done. And then Jonathan is just turned into, you know, this leveling up each time leveling up getting better and better and better so he was a hard cover for us and the matchup was always tough um you talk about rj um, who just athleticism and his ability to score and put the ball in the hole um in different ways and different levels he's an open court player so you knew when he had it and you had to get back in transition because it was a, it was a go uh, along the same lines with with, with cole you know, you know, Cole was fiery, intense, and getting after it. And so you know that we actually, you know, tried to throw a trap at him a couple times because you know you had to, you, you wanted to get the ball out of his hands because he was going to give you a problem. Um, and then you look at you know um, Chuma. Um, he was. I don't know that he played against us. I think he went down. So I think he. I don't know okay, if he played he might against have us. Those, yeah. um, but Mo, just,
0: did you see Mo? Did, did Mo? Mo. I know Mo missed a lot. Mo of Mo missed a
1: lot of games. I'm trying to think of Mo. Mo uh, played a little bit in the second half of our game, but I just just knowing him and 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 you know Having the scouting report on him and what you know his capabilities it was just that You know his length is a problem when he's around that rim He finishes he can finish well and then the fact that he can step out and knock a shot down You know you puts the pressure on if you have a traditional five that's not agile and can move so it was it was it was Very it was a tough scouting report from that side of it just being able to understand how each one of these guys plays It's
0: a great breakdown. Are you excited about being in the war room in this capacity? Without a doubt. You've never done it in this role, right? I've never done done it in this
1: role, which is is exciting. Um, But again, that's why Jeff, John, Matt, uh, Anthony Parker, that's why they're great at what they do, and the scouts are fantastic at what they do. I'm going to sit back and just be able to be a fly on the wall, listen, and trust their level of expertise, because that's why they do what they do. Let us know what that
0: room's like, because we can't get anywhere near that. Thing. We have not, we've not been asked for anything over the last fair time. enough. This
2: is actually a right outside. Do not let them in. <laughs>
1: they, 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 they don't want you guys in there. No, no I can go, go in
2: there from time to time. Okay. They, they, they can. We, we offer no value. Don't. We are, now we I probably don't can't them. Go, I don't blame them. go in there. Yeah. Yeah. What
0: impressed you about Jeff and John then, through this whole process and meeting with them and the DeVos family? I know you mentioned a little bit the organization, but what impressed you about making that, you know, knowing that that would be a good fit for
1: you? Exactly what you just said. Um, the DeVos family and how it's basically trickled down to them Mm -hmm. and their level of communication and transparency of exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it, Um, but knowing that it's being built together. And when you can see that and know that, it, it just makes things transition easier. Um, and so Jeff and John, which Jeff I, I knew for a bit, passing you know through in Denver, and being there for a year together, and then John just because everyone talks about you know the old school and the way of doing things, he just you know straight shoots it to you straight. You, you just it it was a it was a it's a perfect balance, if if that's the best sure. that's the best way to describe it. Well, That's great. Well, I know it's going to be a little bit drinking out of
0: a fire hose for the next couple, okay. <laughs> couple of months, but you're that's ready for it, that, it. right? I mean, that's, that's got, I guess the last thing is just share with everyone your excitement uh, for this challenge, this year, the coming years, and uh, fi- you know, finally getting this well-deserved opportunity.
1: I'm so excited. I, I mean, words don't describe it. It really, it really doesn't. And, and as I'm sitting here, it's actually super surreal um, because you, you always envision yourself in this, in this spot, and you think you know what it's going to be like, but you don't. You have no idea, but I'm so excited for the opportunity, the opportunity to continue to learn, the opportunity to continue to grow. Um, And I'll I'll take it back to those intern days. It's it's similar. You don't know what you don't know, but you can just build off of the things that is is what you're based on. And that's relationships, developing people, making people better, and allowing the people that are great at what they do to do that. Fantastic. Well, I love that, and, I, and I'm sorry because I know your vision didn't involve the three of us. Yeah, they didn't. They did. With you. They did not put that in the presentation.
2: <laughs> and we're going to need to make sure that always gets left out of every presentation from
1: here on forth. Right. No, no.
2: Well,
0: we're happy to be a part right. of it, and we're happy to have you here, Coach. look Thank for, you guys for having to getting me. Getting started. Okay. Best of luck. I life, appreciate coach. it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Pot Squad.